After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do send more. They tell you what they know. Do send more. Do send more. Do send more. The podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast. Recording this late on a Monday night. The Kings' six-game streak is all over. As they went to the Big Easy tonight on the second night of a back-to-back and got thumped. Zion was a beast. B.I. was amazing, too. And the Kings, who were shorthanded coming into the game, lost a couple of key guys tonight, including Keegan Murray, who left the game, did not play in the second half with a lower back injury. That's all we know at this point. And Chris Duarte left the game with a hand injury. Kevin Herter did return although he didn't play a ton in this game, played 22 minutes. No Sasha Vazenkov in this game. He had thumb soreness, and Keanu Ellis missed the game due to an ankle injury. On top of that, of course, Trey Lyles and Alex Len were out, but the Kings were down by as many as 41 points in this game, had zero answer for Zion, and they got hammered 129-93. to each and every one of our podcasts presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. Check out their website, northwestexteriors.com. I'm Deuce, that's Morgan, and a shout-out to Mo for the podcast, people. Morgan was in San Francisco tonight hosting with Matt Barnes on NBC Sports California in San Francisco. They had to go back to San Francisco studio. Then she drove back here to talk about this shitty game. <laughs> so hey, shout out to you for No, there. shout, stop, stop, stop. This is, it's fun work. It's obviously not as fun when they um, lose and lose in that fashion. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, we got it. We got a big week ahead for us uh, personally. 
Uh, so a lot of King stuff going on. So I just need more. I need better Kings basketball going into tomorrow and Wednesday and Friday and Saturday. Well, Neil in the live chat brought this up too before the podcast. And he was talking about the fact that it seems like when the Kings lose, they lose by a lot. Yes. Now they had two close games against the Warriors, but their losses to the Rockets were ugly. And tonight was ugly. Losing 129 to 93. Who would have thought 24 hours later? Ah, I did tell you this morning I was wor worried about this game. Yeah, but. And, and I was worried about this game for many reasons. Second, I have a back-to-back. -back. Yep. Zion was playing. When I found out Jose Alvarado was coming back, I went, it's not even about like, oh, I fear him. It's the emotional boost he brings. Sure. The fans were pumped up to have him back. He was pumped up. His teammates were pumped up to have him back. And I felt weird about this game, especially with, you know, the Dallas game the night before, a little banged up, and then even more injuries tonight. I'm not surprised that they lost this game. I'm surprised they lost this bad. I'm surprised, yes. I think that's the best way to put it, is that um, we saw so many games last year that you never had to question their effort, blah, 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 all those things. Tonight, I don't feel like it was an effort thing. It felt like they were digging deep, and they just couldn't do it. You know, it was like one of those nights, and it was one of those nights where then that led to bad decisions. De'Aaron Fox shooting from the outside, what, two for 12 or something? Yeah, two for 12 from three-point land, uh, just settling instead of taking it in. It felt like tired legs were there, and then it felt like uh, Domas didn't want to go through Valanchunas, and um, the ball just wasn't moving the same. The rhythm wasn't there, and on top of that, their defense looked like shit with the way that New Orleans just line drive after line drive after line drive. I was like, does anyone want to stop anyone? You just didn't feel it tonight. And it was similar to the San Antonio game where they got off to a slow start again. It, they were down 17 to five. And you're on, are they just going to get run out of the gym? But yeah. then they settled in and actually had the lead at the end of the first 31 to 29. It was a wild start because the Pelicans got off to an incredible shooting start. They started nine for nine in this game. Oh, yeah. In fact, their first miss wasn't until the 6.02 mark of the quarter. And Mike Brown did not take a timeout at all during this stretch. I was like, okay, there's no timeout. He's going to let his team kind of figure it out. In fact, the first timeout of the game came from Willie Green. Yeah. He yeah. called a timeout to talk things over after the Kings made a bit of a run. And I thought it was interesting, too, because they showed on the screen. They're like, look at all these offensive rebounds the Kings have compared to the Pelicans. I'm like, yeah, the Pelicans are just making all their shots. Like, they didn't need a second chance because the shot was going in. The The layup was going in. They were executing everything really early, being super efficient. I think Zion Williamson is one of the most entertaining players to watch in the NBA when he's healthy. He hasn't been healthy the last few years, really his entire career. But when yeah. he's out there, you see the explosiveness, right? You mm. see how he can get the ball in the perimeter and drive to the basket and finish with authority. He brings that energy to the floor. I love watching him play. It was good to see him on the floor tonight just as an NBA fan. But I thought the Sacramento Kings defense against him was absolutely awful yeah and a good way they, they started with hb on him but tonight it's not about harrison barnes he, his task was not to shut down zion one-on-one -on -one. it was about team defense it was about trying to prevent zion from getting into his comfortable spots and i felt like the kings made so many mistakes mistake number one number one i didn't see 
playing with physicality on Zion. And I get it. This guy is a boulder and a half. You're not going to push him around. But you know what you could do? Just annoy him. Yeah. Front him. And I think the most dangerous thing for me to see is Zion getting the ball to him. Because once he has the ball and you give him, you're going to get, I, I'm fine with giving him space because he's not a shooter you want to, him to shoot. Mm-hmm. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to prevent him from getting the ball. I'm going to front him. I'm going to push him around. I'm going to force him to move around and tire him out. The Kings didn't do that. They just played off of him. And once he got the ball, maybe it was on the perimeter running a two-man game, which they like to do either with him and Valanchunas or him and Zeller in a little pick and roll action. He gets downhill. You're giving him a straight line drive to the basket. He's Mm. finishing with his left every time. He doesn't go right. And if he does, on the rare occasions he does, it doesn't usually go well. And the Kings did not do themselves any favors. They weren't physical with him. They didn't deny him the ball. And the help defense was not good enough. Deuce joined uh, the NBC Sports post-game show live uh, to talk a little bit more about Zion. And you made some interesting points about that physicality on him. And then they started showing the plays that you were basically talking about. I mean, this guy is just running through the middle of the paint with zero resistance, zero physicality. I mean, nobody is even touching him, right? Like there should be a bump. You should be slowing him down, altering his path, not allowing him to go wherever the hell he wants to go. And that just takes a different type of energy. And I felt like that energy and that engagement, like that, that focus was not there. Yeah. And when they did throw double teams, I don't feel like they were hard ones. Like I, I, I want you to really put him in some tough spots to make a decision mm-hmm. because Sometimes that decision-making is not always good with him. Yeah. He also is the type of guy that when he is, when he's got the ball, he's super engaged. Oh, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Deny him the ball. Make him frustrated. Make him kind of pout if he's not getting the rock a little bit. I thought the Kings made life far too easy with him. You know, and they were just like simple mistakes. When Zion is getting the ball on the perimeter at the top of the key, I'm telling you, you know what he's going to do? He's putting the ball on the floor. There was one situation where Fox was kind of switched out onto him. Zion got in the perimeter. What did he do? Well, they gave him his left, and he went right to the basket with his left. Dude. Now, one of the best defensive plays of the game they had on him was, what? I believe, in the third quarter, and he was driving on Barnes. He drove right. Zion is going back left. I promise you, he's going back left. And what do you know? He went back left. Kessler Edwards did a great job being there. And ripping the ball from him, knocking the ball away. And that's what you have to do. I know he's a great player, and he could score 25 every single night. It's not about that. It's about making sure he's not scoring 25 on 12 of 16, right? Like, it can't be be that easy. And and I think the Kings, even if they're shorthanded, have the defensive makeup as a team— to, to be a little more physical. I saw them get physical with Luka. I've saw, I saw them make life more challenging for Luka and Kyrie last night. Mm. They can do this the same with Zion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, I mean, that's what it is, right? And uh, Matt Barnes made a good point on the, I think it was the post-game show that he said, he was like, look, you're on a second night of a back-to-back. Because I, I was saying this. I was like, all teams play on a second night of the first one and it's the first one for the kings you know so something different and challenging thrown at them whatever but i was like what you know for what was so 
different or difficult about this. And he was like, again, they got down in that hole on a second night of a back-to-back. And then you have to dig deep to find that extra energy, which they could do in last night's game against the Mavs because it was a fresh legs, feeling good, whatever. Where a night like this, it's like, you're already tired. You're in that hole. It's 20 times harder to get out of that hole. And there was times they were there, but then they kept getting back into that hole. Yeah. Zion destroyed him. Absolutely destroyed him tonight. And I, I thought they could have made life more challenging with, with, for him. And look, he's he can beat you, but you, you got to cut off some of these lanes, right? You got to have bodies in the lane. You got to be long and use that reach just to put, just so it looks a little more congested in there. And I thought the other thing that hurt tonight is Sabonis was in foul trouble. Yeah. That was tough because even there was a play where um, Zion got the ball on the right block. He faced up HB decided to put the ball on the floor. Sabonis came in and helped, but it he he couldn't help like he wanted to because he didn't want to he didn't want to get a foul. Yeah. So he didn't even go vertical and get up. He just kind of moved in a little bit to help and Zion's like, "Cool, I'm going up and around and finishing with my left hand." Yeah, it completely altered his game and by altering his game, it alters the tone of the game, the tone of what the Kings want to do and put forth out there with their main guy, their anchor in the middle on the defensive end. And when you don't have that going on for you, yeah, it's going to change a lot of things. And that's what I felt like it did all night long. It, it Because there were, like I said, there were moments that this King squad came back, rallied back, put some points on the board, went on their runs. But then when the Pelicans went on their runs... You just felt like, damn, this is not the Kings. Wow. It, it felt much more like, oh, yeah, it's it's over. And then Ingram got going. Ingram yeah. knocked down all five of his three balls tonight. So Zion finished with 26. Ingram finished with 31 for them. Um, Herb Jones uh, finished with 18 points and seven rebounds. 129 points for them in this game. And Sacramento, when they've been bad this year, it's been they've been bad. bad. They scored 93. So something else I wanted to bring up, and you can let me know if you wanted to go a different direction, but I wanted to talk about some of the injuries, not only tonight, but even going into this game. We didn't know if Kevin Herter was going to play. He ended up playing, being back in that certain lineup. Um, Interesting point that Matt and I were talking about on the show today was like, was the way that Mike Brown has set this standard, like, listen, opportunities come next man up mentality. The next guy can show up and then he's going to play. And what I love about that, it's not that it hurries guys back, but what it does, it allows guys to get tougher with some of their injuries or just getting banged up. Like Matt's like, I broke nine of 10 fingers and I was always going to play with a broken finger because it's like, you just never know when you're going to, especially in his position, you never knew when you're going to get an opportunity again. And so my whole point to this is that I'm glad that Kevin Herter was back so quick. I know he didn't play the most amount or he didn't play like, uh, the best game in the world. No uh, one did. And, they were bad. I mean, yeah, let's just be <laughs> yeah, honest. Everyone so. was bad. But um, but then you had more guys tonight get those injuries. Chris Duarte uh, with the hand injury. Keegan Murray with the back. You had Keon Ellis sitting out after he was getting all those opportunities, especially in that starting lineup when De'Aaron was out. Uh, Sasha Vazenkov, Alex. I know you already mentioned all these, but I'm I'm very curious how this is going to look even in the next game. Yeah. Who's going to step up and, and 
bounce back quicker, maybe because they're understanding that there are different type of opportunities. Or, or some guys may not be ready either. And that's the other mm-hmm. challenge. And this is, you know, a team that was so healthy last year, right? In terms of games missed. Guys were nicked up. So bonus, you know, from Christmas on was hurt. Fox yeah. was dealing with things. Lyles, they had some injuries, but nothing like this where you're going, I mean, you've, you're already missing, you're already down five guys headed yeah. into this game tonight and you lost two more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now you're in a situation where you, we don't, we just don't know the extent of Keegan Murray's injury at this yeah. point with his back. He did have a back issue last year. He missed a game or two, I think and, because yeah. of it. And then with Duarte, we have no idea how the significance of these injuries, but the reality is that those Keegan Murray missing significant time would hurt. He has been guarding the best guy. And even tonight, I felt like he was doing a decent job on Brandon Ingram. Ingram is still going to get to his spots and he got to his spots and he made some shots, but Keegan also made life more difficult for some of those shots. And he forced some misses and that, that being gone hurts you. Chris Duarte, who can be foul prone also can come out there and play nice defense and bring that kind of dog out there. You're missing that now. So this is the kind of early season adversity. Mm -hmm. You're 13 games in the season. You're eight and five, and you've already had Fox miss time, Lyles miss time, Len, and now some of these guys too. It sucks. I mean, that's what it is. And this is what you have to fight, fight through and and hope your depth. If you, if you know, and now you're going deeper in the bench, you're playing Kessler Edwards, right? You're starting Kessler Edwards in that second half. Yeah. And JaVel McGee, that one point they played a JaVel McGee Sabonis two big lineup that we have not seen a lot. Of course, Davion Mitchell getting some more time. He ends up playing 20 minutes in this game. So yeah, some early season adversity. And yeah, I'm, I, that's why I'm, I, I'm not concerned necessarily that they lost the game. I'm concerned with the aftermath of, okay, cross your fingers for about Keegan and Chris. Yeah, I, I'm at, I'm sure I'm at cross your fingers. Um, but I'm also... I'm also, I'm at the, I have the mentality of like, this is the game. This is what happens. I feel like these guys are tough and they want to fight through things. Um, So I'm not worried about anyone ever milking time or anything. And I don't say that because that is, that happens around the league. Like it just, it does. It does. And I'm never worried about that with these players um, or this team. But the only thing that I really think about is really this team and the rotation and creating uh, an identity with some of these newer pieces. I feel like they haven't been able to find that perfect rhythm, that perfect flow consistently. I mean, sure, they had that seven game win or six game win streak, but there was even some shittier games in the beginning of that win Portland, streak. OKC, playing without Fox. Right, sure. right. And so I guess my point is, it's like, okay, well, if this is the case and this is the adversity you're hitting now, and maybe it's the adversity that you're going to be hitting all throughout the season with more guys sitting out this year, what can you make sure that your team looks like when someone is down? How can you have that next man up mentality, the plug and play? I don't give a damn if it's Keon, yeah. Davion. It's cliche, but it's a team thing. Like, HP, yeah. you got to do more out there. We need Herter. Got it. You're going to have to pick up the scoring sure. and do some other things out there. Can't just fall on Fox and Sabonis. And tonight, De'Aaron struggled. He had 14 points in this game on 5 of 18 shooting. Morgan mentioned this. 12 of those attempts came from three. Oof. Right before we started, I went back and watched all of Fox's shots tonight. And I felt like 
he did su- such a great job early in this game pushing and attacking. Yeah. Dyson Daniels was picking him up full court. Dyson Daniels is a talented young player. And the one thing he can do is he can play defense. He is long. And he was picking him up full court, making life hard. But Fox is attacking. He's like, all right, I'm going to get to the basket. I think one of the first possessions of the game, one of the first time he pushed, he scored. And it was good to see that when he got the ball in his hands. But as the game went on, I did wonder. I'm like, you know, second half of back-to-back. He's talked about the fact that his ankle isn't 100% yet. I'm like, is he feeling it a little bit right now? Is he Because it felt like he was settling a bit from three. Now, the looks he got from three... They were open. Yeah. They were open. But there were some that I felt like, His you know what? Legs. You just need a basket right now. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like some of these times Fox would have put the ball on the floor and went hard to the basket. Sure. You didn't see a ton of that, especially in that like third quarter. It just felt like maybe he was feeling it a little bit. Yeah, I didn't feel like the Pelicans were even changing his game, doing anything on their end defensively to necessarily change De'Aaron's game. It was it looked more like it was on him and on his legs yeah, and his I guess. his I, energy. No, it did because he he could go up into Valanciunas' chest and and get sure, a basket. Sure, I will say this. So I did feel like Herb Jones and Dyson Daniels made life more challenging on him. And and that's and that's fair there, to say because they're long guys. And, and I think the Pelicans honestly yeah. are a terrible matchup for this team. They're all in their length. I remember saying the same thing to you last year. Hmm. And this team's been banged up this year, right? CJ McCollum's out. Trey Murphy, another talented young player, is out for them. You know, they just got Alvarado back. Ingram's missed some time. Zion's missed some time. Jones has missed some time. So they haven't really found a real rhythm at this point. But this team, the starting lineup tonight, Daniels is 6'7. Herb Jones is 6'7, 6'8. Valanchunas is a beast. Zion is a big guy. Yeah. Ingram's 6'8. They're all long guys, and it seems like the Kings struggle with that. And I feel like Sabonis struggled with it tonight. I think that if I'm looking at something that was a little disappointing for me tonight was Sabonis. Not going through with the big guys. Sabonis was not looking to score enough mm-hmm. tonight. And another game where he only had eight shot attempts. I'm not denying that. There's a lot of attention on him. He had one possession where when he did decide to put the ball on the floor in the post, like, let me go get something on Valanchunas, Zion did a great job on double-team help to knock the ball away. Mm-hmm. But Sabonis does a great job against some of these, like, these like a Derek Lively, yeah, right? Skinny he tall did a dude. great job against Mobley and Jared Allen. Skinny these, tall dudes. These Zion, Zion and Valanchunas, what do they have, Morgan, your favorite word? They're chunky. What? Oh, not, girth. Girth. Fat <laughs> shame these guys. They're not. Although, I don't even think they're that they're fat. They're I was thick. just like I girth. Was, I girth. Think. You said girth so many times in your life. I know. I know. Girthy. They're um, girthy. They chunky. Those two have girth. They got yeah. some size on them, right? They're thick. It doesn't change the fact that I would still like to see Sabonis do a little more on that end. Uh, yeah, and, and attack a little more. And he only had eight shot attempts, and that's yeah. that's not enough. He still finished with ten rebounds. He also had ten points and eight assists in this game, but had five turnovers. That's that's my point. I think with Sabonis and Fox is that like Sabonis is way more capable of. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen him go through guys. He's capable of being strong, looking for his. And De'Aaron is capable of taking it to them as well. Like he he can 
do mm-hmm. it. You could just tell both of them weren't there mentally tonight. And then Mike Brown after the game, he just seemed much more, uh, he didn't seem angry. He seemed disappointed. Ooh. And I even said to Matt, I was like, I would much rather have a angry Mike Brown than a disappointed Mike Brown. Well, I have not heard any of Mike Brown, and I saw that the Kings posted it on their YouTube page. So I figured mm-hmm. you want to listen to a little sure. bit of it as we look ahead. We're going to look ahead to the next matchup against the Pelicans. We also need to talk about what um, Lou Williams had to say. Too. Was it Lou Williams, right? Yeah, and Chandler Parsons? Matt might have even tweeted back. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, here's uh, Mike Brown after tonight's game. Do you know if any feel for Kings injury in terms of uh, no, I haven't talked to anybody about the injuries yet. Okay. They all seem to be sort of mounting here, at least early on in the season, and you mentioned last year how sort of fortunate you were to, to avoid dealing with injuries. What, what type of challenge do, do all these injuries stacking up close your team early on? Uh, <clears throat> next man has to step up. We got to do it collectively, and uh, didn't matter who was in the game from the start to the end, they kicked our behind. Uh, you got to give them credit. Uh, from Willie Green, kick my behind on down. Um, we did not show any resistance at all, no matter who we threw out there. So didn't matter who, if we had injuries or not, we weren't getting it done from the beginning. Zion was a grown-ass man tonight, <laughs> and we had no answers for him at all. Obviously, uh, Brandon Ingham got, got hot in the second half, but uh, – First half, second half, first quarter, second, third quarter, second, third, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. We couldn't do anything with Zion tonight. All right, I'm going to dump out of that, that because audio. The, the audio from the Kings was not very good. I love yeah. it. That's pretty much what we were saying with zero resistance. Zero. Yeah. There was another play, too, with Zion where the Kings gave up the switch and they had Davey on switch on the Zion. And I'm like, okay, if this is going to happen, I need... I need Davion to get strong and flop. Let's draw an offensive foul on the guy or something. Instead, Zion went bully ball, and the help came late. And what do you know? It was an easy score. It, it was frustrating to see. You, I mean, everyone talks about building a wall like with the honest. Okay, yes, yeah, some of that too, right? Make it a little more challenging. And then that takes extra effort because they do have some spacing out there. Ingram's a very good shooter. He likes to get to his spots, right? Um, they have... The rookie that comes in, Jordan Hawkins, who can come out yeah. and knock down some threes. We saw Herb Jones knock down a three tonight. I mean, they've got guys who can knock down some shots too, but you have to make life more challenging for the guy. The guy loves to go left. We can't give him left that easy. Dude. You have to make it. Throw some guys in there. Take some body blows. I know with Zion, and the, you build a wall, that's a big boulder trying to come through a wall, but I need you to take some contact. You sent me some second quarter numbers. Uh, you were texting me throughout this game, and I think it was the points in the paint in that uh, second quarter it was alone. 24 Do you two, remember? 24 to uh-huh. Pelicans and points in the paint. Let yep. me tell you why this is significant, too. Whew. At the end of the first quarter, it wasn't good, but the Kings were up 16, 14 points in the paint. In the second, it was 24 to 2 yep. Pelicans. At the end of the night, points in the paint, 64 to 40. Yeah, the Kings end up shooting just uh, under 38%. They were 11 of 45 from three in this game. They had 13 turnovers that turned into 19 points. Yeah, it was, I mean, 
that that is where things were just looking bad and i mean that's resistance with points in the paint and then you also had kings were six of 21 from the field in the second uh pelicans outscored the kings 37 22 and i just felt like there was just a lot of deflation there with those if you just if I didn't even see those numbers watching that second yep. quarter, even when things were cl- the score was close, it just didn't feel right. And then looking at those numbers after the second quarter, it was just like, yep, it really was that bad. One other note from this game, too, with Zion. It's not just about defending him. He's hard, and the, the Kings are... He's hard to cover, and the Kings don't have a lot of size. I mean, you think about someone like Trey Lyles would have been helpful for a game like tonight, too, right? You Absolutely. Know what I mean? The other thing is, I want to make this guy work defensively. And he's guarding Harrison Barnes. I love the fact that Harrison Barnes knocked down some threes early in this game. He was 3 of 6 from downtown. It was good to hit, see him knock down Loved some it. shots. I'm attacking him. Go at him. Make him defend you. Move around. Make him chase you. Uh, Harrison Barnes can put the ball on the floor and get by, by Zion. I think he could. Well, I want to see it more. Yeah. Because I think that's the whole thing. It's like with Luca last night. I'm talking about pushing the pace against Luca. I'm like, this guy's going to get tired. The second I have a backpack, he's going to get exhausted. With Zion... I just, I want to make him work. If you're just allowing him to score at ease and not making him work on the other end defensively, cool. He's barely breaking a sweat. Yeah. He'll play his, you know, 30 minutes. What did he play uh, tonight? He plays just under 30 minutes and got the most efficient 26-point game you can have. Make him work yep. defensively. I want him sweating. I want him bent over, tugging <laughs> on his shorts. And on the, What? You don't Just, like me acting no, no, it out? No, could you do it again? I want him calling for Willie Green. Get me out of here. Just get to Robinson Earl in the game or something. Anyway. That was really good. Um, I'm with you. I think that's a great point right there because they get another opportunity on Wednesday yeah. to take on this same team. And every everything... Coach Deuce and Coach Mo have pointed out today. I think uh, Mike Brown is on the same page and wants to go in that direction. But seriously, I I, I think that is uh, the smartest way to go about breaking down this team. It's simplifying it for yourself. Who's the best on the floor that is really dominant that you want to make sure you're slowing down? Oh, it's Zion. Okay, other guys can still beat you too, but how can we make sure that we're engaged, locked in, and playing the right type of team defense? We've seen this team do it. They're capable of doing it. They just didn't do it tonight, and I think that they will be able to do it on Wednesday night, but it can't be the same thing that we saw in Houston. It can't be like no response, some bull shit awful game because if that's the case then i'm feeling i when i say i'm feeling worried after a six game winning streak no what i'm worried about is the response the response factor that element with this team you don't want to see a repeat no that's the biggest thing you you don't want to see the repeat but you have to also acknowledge you may be shorthanded again they've been shorthanded too and yep. they have guys missing right yeah. now. I've, if, I'm a, if I'm a Pelicans fan right now, I'm sitting here going, this team's back at 500 at 7-7. Seven and seven. We played Minnesota tough the other night. Probably mm. should have won that game. We didn't. Fell short without Zion. He comes back. We just beat a Kings team that won six in a row. They're playing better basketball right now. This is one of those teams in the West that scares me. Because That's fair. when they're back and healthy, 
they have a lot of things you like. They've got the size up front. They've got a guy in Ingram that you can get the ball in ISO and he can knock down shots. They've got defense. They're long. Like, this is a team, and it just shows you, this is how stacked the West is, you know? This is a team that's been banged up. McCollum's got a collapsed lung, Jeez. right? Larry Nance is still out. And they, it, the and list they, goes on for and them. And they have, like, yeah, like, younger pieces that are yeah. smart that can step up. I know Dyson Daniels, not like he had the biggest game tonight, but you still see Played that he defense. can make an impact. Yep. Exactly. And he can make an impact on both ends of the floor at times. But um, tonight it was more for him on the defensive end. We'll look more ahead to the next game. And I got, we got to talk about what I was saying earlier about what Lou Williams had oh, to say yes. about the Kings too. We should mention my player of the game today. Oh, Oh no. We talked about him a lot. No! Our rock and soul player of the game, Zion Ooh. Williamson, Mount Zion. 26 points. He had five rebounds, three assists, three steals on 12 of 16 shooting. Our rock and soul player of the game. If you've not been the rock and soul yet, what are you doing? If you've been there, go back. Uh, it's a great local spot in Sacramento. You like breakfast food all day? That's your spot. Late night breakfast food. I could wrap up this podcast on a Friday night mm -hmm. and sneak on over there yeah. in time and get oh. some breakfast. That, I could have used that yeah. tonight even. They've got lunch and dinner too. They've got drinks and they play Kings games there too. Like on this road trip right now, you're getting hooked up. You go there and watch a Kings game while they're on the road. What's the discount, Morgan? You get 50% off drink menu and 50% off appetizers. So if you're watching away games, go there. If you're watching home games you can also go there there's going to be some new deals coming Sweet. up when they're back home yes so congrats to zion i know people are in the chat were saying boo uh, here's the reality boo. when the kings lose 129 to 93 i'm not giving it to a kings player i mean who would you give it to on the kings tonight um if you had to let's see i would say kessler edwards what about harrison barnes no okay no wow Okay. Uh, HB knocked down some shots tonight, but I, I think overall, like, I, I just, that starting group, oh. the, the team defense. Matt. Also, I'm not slamming it. Like, people are like, Harrison Barnes got dominated. Go back and watch it. What? Harrison Barnes wasn't just guarding Zion all the time. There was a ton of mismatches just... everywhere. And the, it, mm. if, you're, if you're slowing down Zion, mm -mm -mm. it's got to be team defense. Yep. Team defense, please. Yep. Uh, we should also mention that tonight's podcast is presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. Oh, I got to give a shout out. One of our podcast listeners hit me up today. Yeah. And he said, I went through Northwest to get some windows no done. No way. And I said, you know why you did? Because you trust Northwest because they're simply the best. Seriously, if you're thinking about getting new windows on your house, call the experts over at Northwest Exteriors. One, big Kings fans. They're local. They got a show rant room in Rancho Cordova. Go over there, check out all the windows, talk to the people who have all been working there for like 15, 20 years. They're great people. And new windows are a game changer. It's a game changer. And as you can see, people are already trusting our ability to tell you where to go and what to get. Yes, Northwest Exteriors windows have changed my life. Now they're going to start changing Do Some More Podcast Community's life. So if you are looking to change your life and your windows, you should go get a free quote. And new windows make your house look better. Also, they're going to save you a lot of money on those energy bills in the summer and the winter time. So, you know what you have to do. Trust Northwest. Trust Northwest. Mm. Appreciate them mm -hmm. so, so, so much.
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Morgan Reagan, Kings and Pelicans coming up again Wednesday. The Kings are, pro- I think they had, they should have an off day tomorrow, like completely off. I doubt they'll do anything. Maybe some film. They're not going to practice after a back to back. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think they could all kind of use a day. Beignets. You know, they like, go, go out tonight. Enjoy, enjoy New Orleans a little bit, but get some, get what? some rest. It rest, rest. I've never been to New Orleans. I would well, love to go sometime. I asked Matt too. I was like, I was like, oh, is like New Orleans one of those cities? Um, and he was like, He's like, I mean, any city can be, but honestly, this team doesn't doesn't give me those vibes. Doesn't give me those vibes. Yeah, like they're just like the t- type of team that wants to be locked in. Like they want something. They want to win. Yes, but also, which I like. I always think it's funny too when people are like, oh, they went out on the road like any NBA team. I'm like, okay, you're on a business trip in New Orleans. Okay, you have work in a meeting on a Monday night, mm-hmm. but Tuesday you're off you work again wednesday yeah you may go out and hang out a little bit you may well, stay out later it doesn't mean you need to go like get destroyed you don't need I'm a saying, hurricane you don't need hurricanes maybe two maybe two <laughs> those things i've never had one but i, I so definitely want to get to new orleans with the, the food i know I need one of these days orleans. one of these days but um yeah so the kings are going to be off Tomorrow, back at it Wednesday, and yeah, we'll, we'll we'll learn more about what's going on with some of these injuries. But yeah, I, I think it's pretty simple. Defense better on Zion. Yep, and hopefully the rest you come out a little more fresh, fresh legs. You don't have to travel. There's no travel. You got to mm-hmm. stay in town. And look, you got smacked. And I think the other message too has to be this: the last time this happened, you were in Houston. You got smacked by the Rockets, and the response was you got smacked harder the next game. Can't happen. Can't happen. You have to come out and make it a game, whether you're shorthanded or not on Wednesday. Yes, Deuce, I'm so glad that you're saying that because I know we keep talking about the adversity, what they're going to deal with. Deal with it how you would deal with it as as this team. And I feel like this team and this, this identity of the Kings, it's like you come out, and play hard. You play with effort. And you respond. And we saw some of those moments of responses tonight. And I just need to see that type of response consistently all game Wednesday. And that's just pure effort, making sure you're engaged and doing all the little things. You're just gonna you're gonna have some of these shit nights. It's a long season. Um, I just want to see the bounce back. All right, let's talk about something that happened today on FanDuel TV. Sham Sharania was on today, and he had some things to say about the Kings. There's a couple of layers here. One, it's what Shams has to say about 
the Kings and trades, but then a shot at Sacramento by Lou Williams. We're going to go over all of that. Here's what Shams uh, had to say this morning on TV. I think this is the first time in a really long time. I mean, maybe when Chris Webber was with the Kings, that you can look <laughs> at the Kings as like a trade destination. They're going to be involved in every star player, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananubi, maybe Zach Levine, whenever stars become available. Because Monty McNair, that organization, they've done a good job at keeping their assets. They have tradable contracts, so they're going to be a player for stars coming up for sure. I, I think eventually they could add a third piece. Hold on, Shams. Why are these two making faces on the end? What, what's going well, on? Shams, you ever been to Sacramento, Shams? Oh, I knew it was coming. <laughs> I, I'm just saying they have the, the pieces, no, they I'm have the assets, and they have a asking. team that could be. Have you ever? I have been to Sacramento. <laughs> I, went, I, I went to their first game against the Warriors. It was crazy packed. It was lit. Have Listen. you ever lived in Sacramento, Shams? <laughs> that I've there never done. <laughs> now, basketball-wise, you make a great great case but when it comes to free agency city is very much a part of that decision that's why they have process. to trade for someone gotta that's trap they someone. gotta trade for someone it won't be voluntary on, i guarantee it <laughs> now when they get there they'll probably fall in love with the fan base sacramento is one of the great places to play great basketball environment you'll probably get stuck there once you're there fall in love with the culture of the fans and the people but Nobody's just going. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, I did not have Lou on my bingo card yeah. this morning being the city guy. It's, you, yeah. it's always Chandler. <laughs> yeah. He took Chandler's spot. <laughs> so that was Michelle Beadle, Sham Sharania, Chandler Parsons, and Lou Williams. So a couple things. One, interesting, Michelle Beatles has the, the comment of, have oh. you lived there? She grew up in San Antonio. Like, what? Time out. No, uh, couple, we don't need to shit on other no, cities. No, but like... Yeah. My point is, like, San Antonio is another small market that, yep. by the way, it's not exactly like a free agent destination place for, for NBA players. It's such a cheap right. pop. It is such a cheap pop. I mean, again, shockingly, a little biased Sacramento people here. Uh, but, but I'm, I don't care. I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to shit on a city that yeah. I haven't lived in. I lived in LA and everyone loves LA so much. LA, LA, in my opinion, is a shitty city to live in. I love visiting LA. I think it is a shitty city to live in. A lot of people would disagree. Great. They probably have lots of money and it can for <laughs> a lot of different sure. things. I get it. But my point is, it's like, I always just find it so funny when people are so quick to be like, Oh my God, this city sucks. This city sucks. And I go, what do you know about it though? Yeah. One, I mean, now I feel like I'm a, I'm working for a visit Sacramento right now, but I'm like, we are. Okay, hey, in the winter time, like right now, oh, oh it's like cold this. outside. It's 42. Okay. And sunny and clear in the spring. It's gorgeous. Summertime gets a little hot every once in a while. It's dry heat. And oh, by the way, we're close to everything. And also in the past, when these players have been traded to Sacramento, mm -hmm. have come to Sacramento, however you want to say it, all, all these guys end up staying. Like, they live here. I Bobby know. Jackson lived here for like 20 some years. Doug Christie. I know. Chris Weber loves being here. I know. Like, so, it, Vlade, Peja, there's so many people who, like, have moved here and, like, 
They've made homes. You want to go way back in the day. Old players have made it. Harold Presley has been in Sacramento forever. It's another thing. I love people kind of sleeping on Sacramento because I never want it to be yeah. too busy and too packed. And then there's starting to be this time where everyone's moving out of the city in San Francisco because it's getting so expensive. Oh, we're yeah. finding Sacramento. It's great. It's br- it's brought some things to Sacramento. I mean, our food scene alone, it's hilarious when people are like, there's nothing there. It's like, it, I mean, look it up. It Lou has- Williams, next time you're in Sacramento, let's... We'll take you out we'll take you out get you some good food i'm good good. no but in all honesty um i think that stuff is so overblown and here's why oh why why haven't the new york knicks signed any one of relevance in years isn't new york the best the best city in in the world so here's how i look at it one even if you you go to a, a market that's not the hot market right it's a smaller market you're not there. You don't even have to live there. Yeah. You work there. And by the way, half the year, you're going to other cities all over the yeah. all over the country. I think today's athlete, too, they're, they're not going out and getting shit-faced and partying all the time. You they're more to... focused on basketball. Yep. And I think situation matters more. Sure. If the Sacramento Kings build on what they did last year and it extends into a couple of years mm-hmm. they will be a place where teams want to go and to shams's point what he said at the very beginning there's a lot of players who may have interest in coming to sacramento that they'd welcome a trade to sacramento and and this is the other thing too i, I said this to matt barnes because we were talking about this and he said yeah i retweeted it and he said damn chandler and sweet lou you just gonna dog my city like that y'all ain't shit and he put hashtag like the beam and what yeah. i love though i said this to matt i go here's the other thing Monty and Wes are also going to look for guys, for players that have a certain mindset, that have a certain mentality. And that mentality is always working on themselves to become a better basketball basketball player. So if you're in the right situation, there's winning involved. You don't give a shit where you're at. Oh, but on top of that, though, you are also in a city that is not dark all the time, that is not rainy all the time, that is not cold. You're in California, for yeah. God, Northern California, for God's sakes. Yeah, exactly. I, and again, obviously, the biases are there and everything, but I'm sorry, I got, I, I'm not, I'm not here, I'm not going to shit on other people's cities unless I've lived there before. Going back to, well, and that's the other thing. I think sometimes people who come to like these NBA teams, you're in there for a day or two, and then you don't know where to go. So you go around the arena and you're going, oh, cool. Let me go to a yard house. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, well, it's, it's tough when you go to a city for like a day or two, you have to get out and explore if you have time. And if you don't like the, that's your judgment is going to be on the, you know, right around your hotel. So anyway, um, let's go back to the bigger thing besides defending Sacramento. Are you sure? It's what Sham said at the very beginning of this. Expects the Kings to be in on OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam and suggested maybe even Zach Levine. I I think the more I watch this team, like I, I, I want to be patient with where they're at, right? Because it is only November. Okay. They're eight and five. And I've seen a lot of improvement already. And now they're in a bit of this adversity with some of the injuries with Fox and all these other guys. But overall, I think they are a better team this year. I think they're a more complete team. And I, I, I'm betting on the internal growth from Keegan Murray and, and Keegan to start knocking down shots. But you know, Monty has said this since he's come to Sacramento. Like, if there's a star available, or available they're going to check in and see what's up. Yeah. The Raptors thing is obviously something to monitor, right? Yeah. 
Zach Levine situation in Chicago, probably something that they'll check into. How, how important do you think it is that this year they make one of those moves? Or is it something simply to check in on? I, this is where I go, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know anymore. Because I'm such a, a continuity, build off of sure. what you have, like keep that same good vibes, that good energy. There is a lot of, there is a lot of things that are the same this season, but there are also a lot of additions and it's still so early. So that, and you're missing people like Trey Lyles. So like when you do look at these rotations, you're, it's hard to pinpoint what exactly they need. We could sit here and look at those names that Shams is talking about and be like, yeah, we would love another big name Uh, on paper. It sounds amazing. It sounds great. But who is willing to adjust their role and be happy with it? And when I say that, there sometimes doesn't mean that there's going to be huge adjustments. Sometimes it's just going to make a fourth person that much better of a basketball player. Sometimes it's going to take more pressure Sometimes um, it could take more pressure off of a third guy like Keegan Murray, depending on what type of pieces they would have to trade to even get one of those names. So like, I'm not, I'm not okay sitting here today being like, let's talk about this, but I'm totally okay with other people talking about it. I think you got to be smart with these moves. You don't just make the move. Like, we talk about this every every time. And I think Monty has been pretty strategic with this. Like, last uh, last uh, trade deadline, he didn't make it, any big moves. It was Kessler Edwards. But yes. before that, he traded for Sabonis. He traded for Lyles, DiVincenzo. Like, very active. I'm very curious to see their approach this year. I think there's going to be some pressure for them to try to, to make a little more of a jump. But who else is going to be out there? Come trade deadline. The Levine one I struggle with. I struggle with so much because I think a lot of people do. He, he he's a, such a great individual talent. He could shoot the three, but I go, God, man, the injury history, making 40 million a year. Like if you trade for him, Ooh. you're gonna have to give up a big chunk of your roster to match the salary. Yeah. Right? How's that impact things? And then is Levine willing to sacrifice? I think being on this Kings team takes an immense level of sacrifice because Levine. You may, this is Fox and Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Are you cool if you score 15 points in a game? Are you cool if Mike Brown is pulling you aside and going, this has to be better defensively? Well, those are things that like. You ask those questions. I feel like Monty and Wes are the type of people that yeah. aren't going aren't going to trade for someone and then ask those questions. Yeah, exactly. They're asking yes. the questions yes. and then they're going, no, he's not that type right. of guy. We're not going to have him f-, f with our system yes and for those who don't remember uh, years back when Vlade was running the team Zach Levine signed an offer sheet yep. in Sacramento that the Bulls ended up matching so that's when Bull, the Bulls uh, re-signed Zach Levine but he came to Sacramento met with the front office got a tour of Golden One Center um, and they signed him to an offer sheet but the Bulls ended up matching OG I mean I feel like we talked about all these guys for the last couple like last year and a half OG who's beyond talented, I just don't think the Raptors are going to give him up. And maybe I'm crazy, and I, I I think they end up keeping him. Okay. And then you start getting into, okay. Say, okay. What sense. is Masai Ujiri going to want for OG or Pascal Siakam, who's been an all-NBA guy before? You know, I, I, I'm He's sure Monty and Monty and Wes aren't going to want to give up Keegan Murray. 
And so the, I, I just don't know. So what other moves? You know, the Nets have 800 wings out there. There's there's going to be plenty of time to discuss all that. But I was just curious to get your temperature in November. Like, are you thinking that this team has to make a big splash no. this year? I honestly don't think they have to. No. I, I would like to see some move to improve it because I want to see this team make a legit playoff. Run. I think people are always so quick to go change, change, change to elevate and to um, get better and get to the next level when really it's like there can be internal change, internal growth. Uh, and, and on top of that, there were new pieces added to this roster to add that depth and we haven't even had time to see it yet and i mean from what we've seen there's a lot of guys that really like each other and that's something that we saw go so far last year that you have to trust and allow that to grow again um again it's the business i'm okay with people talking about it i don't personally feel like i need to touch on that what's great is i am pushing you to do more um Question. Yeah. How does it make you feel hearing Sham saying like, oh, like for the first time since Chris Weber, Sacramento looks like they're becoming more of a destination again. Yeah. I, I think everything that I, I think even hearing Sacramento in these conversations is is important. As yeah. long as names are never being leaked out there where guys are feeling like they're not being valued on on this team and being like, "Oh my god, I'm just in every single trade conversation. Why me, Wes? Why me, Monty?" It's that's not happening. What's happening is Sacramento is being smart and aggressive and looking at all options at all times because that is what this business truly is, but I also trust that they're never trying to pull the trigger on on anything because they they have trust and patience and belief in what they're doing and they're smart basketball people so um i love sham saying that and and just adding that the kings are always in these conversations and that people um and players are looking at sacramento as a real destination to be can i give you one name because everyone's talking about Levine because mm -hmm. it seems like he wants out. But the Bulls are in the spot where you're going, where are they trying to go as a team? Okay. DeMar DeRozan is in the final year of his deal. Mm. I know he's older, but this guy is probably so someone what? that would accept a role, accept and be motivated if, I mean, to play. He's been me. in good situations. He makes $26 million this year, and then he's a free agent. That guy can get you a bucket when you need a bucket. Yeah. He's played in the playoffs. He's played on good teams. I just like DeMar DeRozan. The other guy is Alex Caruso that someone in the chat was mentioning. I love Alex Caruso. I thought about him a few weeks ago. I, I wonder what they're going to try to get for Caruso if they shopped him. He's we, he's um, he's an energy he, guy. He, he's he, a legit he, talent, and, and I think he's someone that you might want to keep, especially because of his contract. Yeah, but if the Bulls are looking to to break things apart, I mean, they those two names that you just mentioned, um, I love. I, I, I love what those guys could add. And even DeMar DeRozan though, I go, I go, well, wouldn't he saying this wouldn't he want to be on a contending team. And I say that, but I also then step back a little. I go, well, how far away are the Kings from being in that conversation? Well, if he's added to the mix. You never know. I, right. And I'm going to be completely honest. I haven't locked into DeMar DeRozan this year to see how everything's looking. I know the bulls are struggling. Uh, but I have to dive in That's a little fair. more. That is fair. Um, Morgan Reagan. We need to get to our Sharif Jewelers moments of the game. Yeah, yeah. Of course, our friends over at Sharif Jewelers are the best. Check, the, check them out. 
they're in Sacramento. They've been, they have locations all over the place. And you know, a family, a member of the family is at every single one. They're awesome. Seriously. Big Kings fans. So they bring you tonight's moment of the game that we're going to decide together. So chat, you loyal people who are here live, help us out. I got what one. do you think the moment of the game is? And remember, it doesn't have to be, this doesn't have to be a positive thing. This isn't like, well, oh. I mean, Kessler came in and forced to steal. The moment could be like, no, I want, to re- I, re- I want to remember Zion Williamson dominating. Mm. I'm going to add one note that moment of the game. Is this, uh, this might be a stretch. What? I was going to just note that De'Aaron Fox won Western Conference Player of the Week today. Do it. But that's not going to be the moment. That's just going to be that's on the bottom, fine. a footnote. Put it on a footnote. Kay. Fox, Western Conference Player of the Week. Let's see. Um... Come on, guys. Give me someone want to give me a moment. I think I think today the moment is just Zion dominating. Really? Um, I mean, he had that nice poke away on Javel McGee and took it in transition for a nasty jam. Fine, put put bad loss Zion dominating. Uh, let's. He got people still talking about trades. <laughs> Buddy is on. Yeah, now I sure I get out of here. I, Boost saying Zion stole from JaVel and, and Dunks. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, put okay. Zion's dominance. Zion's dominance. Because it was, I mean, that's what it was that led to such a awful loss for the Sacramento Kings. When I say awful loss, I'm not I'm like not upset about it. It's just more um it was ugly. It just wasn't fun to watch. Man. Oh. That there. was such an aggressive like. Yeah, because it's frustrating. But you know what? But you know what? That's why we you got to do it. That's why you got a jar. Into the moment. Look at this thing; it's starting to fill up, man. I know. Thirteen of them in here, huh? We gotta 13. get some. We gotta get some color on there. Yeah. Um, a couple more comments. RP in the chest is for this team. Zach more than Demar. Zach statistically is a fantastic catch and shoot player and has one of the highest percentages of off of a uh, dribble handoffs. Kings need another score for nights like these. Oh, for sure. They do, but Levine has to buy in. You know, you could tell me stats. I get it. It's about fit. It's about, hey, this offense is about quick decisions, right? It's a motion offense. You got to move. You got to sacrifice. Some nights it may not be your night, and then defensively you have to work. There's no laziness, okay? I think think when you have, like, again, going back to, like, Monty and Wes, understanding what type of basketball player that, like, that they're capable of being too, right? Like, is he a coachable uh, player? Yep. Is he a, a player that seems like he's willing to adjust his mindset? You, you can figure those things out. And um, if he's not, well, then he shouldn't even be in the conversation. Uh, we should acknowledge one cool yes. moment of the game, Morgan. What? Richard brought this up, I believe. And he was talking about that crazy play where Sabonis got a bad pass and he threw a crazy pass that monk had to track down save okay that, fired it to the do you corner know that was gonna be my moment and then kevin herter knocks down the yeah. three we made that our our play of the game at the end of this game as well and i you know what i loved it that moment gave me hope in this game that was a great moment it gave me hope and then it's not the moment of the game but it's a good moment they crushed it's, my a, it's a great moment so appreciate you guys for submitting some uh we should note that we will be doing a Stockton Kings game tomorrow. It's yes. a Stockton Kings taking on the South Bay Lakers. That game is in Stockton. So if 
you have the night off and you want to go out there, go check it out. We'll be on the call. If you have ESPN Plus, if you're one of those subscribers, we will be on the call. I do play-by-play. Morgan does color. And uh, we'll be live at 7 o'clock for Lakers taking on the Stockton Kings. You can watch it, as I mentioned, on ESPN Plus. So Hell yeah. If you want to just come check it out. Watch yeah. some G League basketball. Check out what the Stockton Kings are doing. You can hear us hang out and watch ball together. Do some mo all the time. Yes. Can't get enough. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> More, please. Well, we appreciate you, you guys so much for being here tonight. Make sure to spread the word. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe. We love you guys. But we got to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your night. Thank you for being here. See ya. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and Mo, they tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.